Welcome back to Cocktails and Classics. I'm Dylan. Joining me as always are Ben, Zach, Cam. And this week we watched Moonlight. Uh, wait, twenty. Wait, I thought we were going to watch La La Land. <laughs> the, jo- the joke was funnier when you said it before the recording. Oh, doesn't matter. Still I still don't get it. Oh, well, during the 2017 Oscars, uh, celebrating 2016, uh, for Best Picture, they said... And the winner of Best Picture is La La Land. And they gave them the award, and then we're like, wait a second. It was actually Moonlight. They were supposed to win. Oh, it was that year. So then yeah. Ernest Young got in a shit ton of trouble because they fucked up. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Boom. To kick things off and get everybody in the right mood, we're going to go to this week's cocktail. If you see the movie, you, you might know why. Uh, it's the Sex on the Beach. A popular 80s drink, uh, Sex on the Beach, is um, extremely sweet, but it's one and a half ounces of vodka, half ounce of peach schnapps, half ounce of uh, Chambord or creme de cassis is optional. I've never had that in one. One and a half ounces of orange juice, one and a half ounces of cranberry juice. I feel like this is like a great intro drink. I think this was one of the first drinks I had when I turned oh, 21. Oh, for sure. It's so famous. Well, pretty it's sure the name, the name is like yeah. So when when we were nineteen, we went to the Caesars in Windsor because uh, you can drink in Canada at nineteen, and that was I think one of the cocktails some of us ordered at the at the casino bar. Two of you was ordered. a Sex on the Beach. The other two of us nice. just ordered uh, scotch. I wasn't pretending. I was a nineteen year old. I like. <laughs> I still like sweet stuff. But, I wasn't <laughs> but um, jokes on you. I found out <laughs> I didn't like straight scotch. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, but it was good. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a classic, good cocktail. I mean, that's that's life, you know. You, you order a drink that you've heard of a lot of times, or like you think sounds cool, and then you're like, yeah, this one's not for me. Yeah, you know, it's gonna make me seem really cool. If I just order a straight scotch at a bar and I don't look like a child, and then you sip it and you go, and then you're rinsing the whole time, <laughs> and then everyone Making looks at face. you like everyone looks at you like you fucking idiot. This kid's never Are had a drink good? in his life. <laughs> Shit, they know. If you want a scotch, yeah, well, scotch. Here you go. <laughs> Got some McNasties for you. <laughs> if you haven't had sex, sex on the beach the drink or the act um try it <laughs> let us know <laughs> let us know tell us your experience on instagram at cocktails and classics pod your penthouse um, i mean cocktails and classics <laughs> i've heard the act isn't as good you know there's a bunch of sand it's coarse and it's rough and it gets everywhere it is something nice to dry your hand off with after though right uh, <laughs> I saw it in a movie once. I think you're just gonna have a sandy palm after that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I noticed that too. I was like, "Oh my god, you're just rubbing it in the sand." The water's right there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Dust, you know, you just you know, right in the water, uh, real quick. It's like kitty litter. <laughs> <laughs> Check the show notes below. Hit up the drizzling casker links. Get yourself some vodka and peach schnapps delivered directly to your door, so you can make sex on the beach. Let us know what you think about it at Cocktails and Classics Pod on Instagram. You can check out Moonlight. I think it was on Hoopla, Canopy, it's on Showtime. Library card, and Showtime. Well. I guess. Yeah. 
Moonlight is a 2016 drama film. Uh, currently sits at a 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, directed by Barry Jenkins, written by Barry Jenkins, um, based on the story by Terrell Alvin McCraney. So it's a movie told in three parts, uh, uh, same character, different parts of his uh, age. Uh, according to IMDb, the top build cast is Mershala Ali, Naomi Harris, uh, Travant Adams, or I guess Travante Adams, Alex R. Hibbert, Sharif Erb, Janelle Monae is in there. Uh, I actually worked on a movie with the kid who plays the younger Kevin, Jaden Piner. Younger or youngest? Or sorry. Youngest. Oh, yeah, I guess. Okay. When they're nine, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Moonlight is the story of a young African-American man grapples with his identity and sexuality while experiencing the everyday struggles of childhood, adolescence, and burgeoning adulthood. Uh, Won three Oscars. Best motion picture of the year. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role for Mershala Ali. And best adapted screenplay. It was nominated for Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role for Naomi Harris, Best Achievement in Directing for Barry Jenkins, uh, Cinematography, James Laxon, Best Achievement in Film Editing, and Best Achievement in Music Written for Motion Pictures. I had seen this film. I don't think anyone else had. No. Nope. Uh, I actually saw this in theaters. Um, what did you guys think of Moonlight on your first, uh, on your first viewing? It was a beautiful film. Like, honestly, it was, um, I have never, I don't know, I've never really seen anything like it. It's cool to see a unique, authentic experience being told, like, this movie tells it. There, Like, I feel like it kind of, like, helps to, like, break stereotypes, um, show that, like, there's, you know, there's more going on behind the scenes of people's lives than, like, might initially lead on, um the positive influence of like certain like you know m- uh, role models in people's lives whether that be their blood family or their kind of their chosen family you know um i don't know i think there's a lot of good stuff here for sure this was a movie i was surprised that i didn't mind the fact that there was little actual like plot to it you know what i mean like, there's not actually, I mean, the, the story is just kind of like a view at someone's life in, like, three separate times. Like, that's it. It's a character there's, study. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, like, this is the event that happens, or this is, you know, X, Y, or Z of, of the story. It's like, no, this is just about this young black man's life. And his struggle fitting into his community as a member of the LGBTQ Jesus LGBTQ community. I was gonna say community, and that sounded too <laughs> that sounded anonish, and I didn't like it. I don't think the community <laughs> yeah, would have appreciated that. I feel like you just gotta go with the name of it. Not too much wiggle room in people's names. It, it's it's mainly like it's mainly like three, like I guess. Um, like big events in someone's life, like it's not it's not necessarily like there's a huge plot, but each act as it goes from like different ages is like this this like one event that kind of shaped them and molded them into who he is today. Uh, because it's like in the first act, uh, little meets uh, what is this Juan? I think Juan. is his character's name. Yeah, and like how he inspires him, uh, and kind of actually becomes 
somewhat of a father figure. Yeah. Uh, and then act two is like, we finally get this moment of like the whole, I don't know, first 30, 40 minutes of the movie. Like everyone is like harassing, uh, little or Chiron because he's gay. Um, but he's not, he doesn't necessarily, I feel like know that. Yeah. Because like the last, the last scene in the first act is like, he's asking Juan, like, like what is a, Bruh. I'm going to say it cause it's used in the movie. And he's like, well, that's a term they use to like belittle gay men. He's like, Oh, well do you deal drugs? Yeah. Does my mom do drugs? Yeah. And then he just leaves. We don't really get closure on that per se until later on and then in the second act we we get he's Chiron in the second act but he he comes to terms a little bit with his sexuality slightly like he has like this first experience with Kevin and that's very shaping and then he gets in the fight and then the last one is basically like him re re meeting with Kevin and then this interaction with his mother that are these like big like kind of life-altering events I would say well yeah wow wow minuscule they seem in like grandeur they are very like life-altering events yeah i feel like the overarching i don't know my i feel like the overarching theme of this movie is just like heartbreak you know like as the viewer i feel like you're just constantly like man this poor kid you know this poor guy like he just constantly is like let down by everybody except for the two people you know he happens to meet on happenstance but one of them dies you know at at some point we don't know how or when specifically but yeah just like you know the only supportive one the only supportive like male role model in his life dies um and everybody else just kind of treats him like shit and doesn't you know and he's trying to find his place and trying to just i don't know he it's it is just very it was just very sad you know the whole the whole story arc is very sad i mean it it comes to a somewhat like good happy ending yeah you know i guess yeah maybe you hope but yeah we don't we don't necessarily get closure it it gives you some glimpse of positivity at the end but yeah i think well i think that's kind of the same thing too of like um the whole kind of part of his teenage story with everything going on with Kevin is you kind of get like the, the situation where, you know, what happens with, with Kevin kind of like assaulting him. But at the same time you feel bad because you know that if like, if Kevin doesn't, he's feels like he's going to be either ostracized or beaten or targeted and it's just one of those things where it's like yeah it you feel bad like you also aren't going aren't meant to be like you know feel sympathetic towards kevin but you still kind of do because of the fact that you know he's kind of between a rock and a hard place where like that's why after like the first punch he's just like stay down stay down don't get up yeah hoping that maybe if he just stays down then they'll just kind of let him go also that's some real shit that they all beat him up and nothing happened to them because he was like, no, I'm not pressing charges. And then he hits him over the back of the head with a chair and he goes to jail. <laughs> the hell? Yeah. Two wrongs don't make it right, a, but my God. But that was a total badass moment when he cracks that chair over the kid. That was sick. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're just like waiting for something to happen because it's like that intense like follow through the whole school. Yeah. yeah. And then he like storms into class. You're like, all right, okay. 
grabs the chair. You're like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, I thought for a second he was just gonna sit down, and then he and then the camera like pan- keeps panning, and he's got a chair. Like, oh my god, not the steel chair. <laughs> By God, oh, I swear that ropes. man is it's broken Chiron. in half. So this actually happened in seventh grade in my home learning class or whatever. They separated the lunches by half in this bullshit 30-minute class. So I was in my bullshit 30-minute uh, class, and this kid comes in, and I knew that this other kid was always bullying him. The dude walks to the back of the class, picks up, and it was one of the chair-desk combos, you know, where it had, like, Holy the wrap around. Threw it at the kid's head. Like, oh 10, God, 15 he... feet away, top. Oh, shit. Overhead, threw it. Hits the kid in the head, but he was fine, honestly. He got up and was ready to fight. The teacher That's separated surprising. them. But yeah, that was, uh... I feel like that, that could cause something. actual brain Im- injury or neck injury. Oh, yeah. A, a, also, how did he throw a desk chair? Like he a whole it year. overhead through it. There was there was a teacher there was a teacher in our school that did it. He got really pissed off that kids kept sleeping through his class, so then he threw a desk chair. One of those desk chair combos across his classroom. Yeah, you go yeah. Like left arm on desk, right arm on so, chair bottom. So you guys want to hear the follow up to what happened with this teacher? He didn't get fired for that event. No. He didn't get fired until later when they found him in possession of child pornography. Oof! Ouch! Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it man. is good. You should go to jail for that. You yeah. definitely should yes. go to jail for 100%. that. Hundred percent. At minimum. I agree. Yeah, that was a quite a shocking turn of events to, to find <laughs> out. Wow, the man, the teacher with anger issues has other issues going on too. Weird. Zach, what uh, what did you think? I thought it was really good. I agree with the things you guys said. I just want to add, like, this movie goes in the sad movie category of, like, Requiem for a Dream. The ones that kind of hurt to watch, but they are really good movies. I was thinking about that as I was watching. I was like, man, I forgot how sad this movie was. Like, I I (laughs) knew there were parts where it was, like, intense, but, like, I was like, damn, there's, like, not much room to breathe for a while. Like, I started to tear up uh, in that scene where he's talking to... uh, uh, Juan, like when he's a young uh, kid, yeah. and and he's like asking all these questions, and like, I mean, this is a, it is a very important movie because it's like within the black community there is a lot of like uh, discrepancy about like LGBTQ inclusion. It's like a like a hot topic, I guess. Like it's it's something that doesn't isn't really discussed much, but it it should be discussed and brought out into the like into the, the limelight and and i think this movie does it well and it kind of does all those aspects because it's like early on like chiron is kind of like the nerdy kid who's he's quiet and he sticks to himself and like everyone's like bullying him and stuff and calling him gay and then you know later on in life he's like trapping and he's like this ultra masculine like guy when he's got the I, I he keeps calling him fronts but he's got like the grill in yeah and he's got the bit the big like uh like classic muscle car and stuff and he's like who are you <laughs> like i mean he even you, said it himself this... he when he got sent up to atlanta you know he built himself from the ground up is what he said you know like he rebuilt himself up yeah i'm not gonna lie i'll admit it i had to google what trapping meant oh <laughs> okay i mean what, that's, white that's dad. fair what is what is the trap that's fair <laughs> 
Well, I mean, because they were talking about like, um, like he was Kevin was talking about like, uh, not necessarily like dating, but like getting that girl pregnant and you know what was going on with his life and his kid and like relationships and he's like yeah well i went to you know i went up to atlanta and i'm you know i was running with this guy and then i started trapping and i'm just like okay wait is that like a sexual thing like is he like kind of <laughs> re-coming like i man i had no idea yeah no that's fair yeah, i mean i think <laughs> i don't know if i had i have i had never heard it in that turn a phrase like trapping i i i kind of inferred that it meant you know what it did because of like you know like trap houses that kind of stuff um content more context clues than actual like i've obviously never said that <laughs> word like that um you know much less seen it anywhere so, so for all those people who don't know it's it's okay i knew what trapping okay. was you can learn it, something it, from this podcast it means to deal drugs for for those who don't know the lingo for the uninitiated <laughs> i don't know i i really love a, a movie told in three parts like this like three separate parts um when it's done really well i think i think like this movie it, it it's very it's very good because it's almost like you're seeing three movies but they're all interconnected and like each part plays out like its own little like vignette Yep. And I and I and I like that. And it's it's kind of refreshing sometimes versus like um more so like a, a movie like a linear movie that's told with three acts as far as like, oh, here's a plot point, here's a plot point. But this one is kind of like three separate acts following the same character, if that makes sense. Yeah. Did this movie uh were you expecting one thing and got something else? Or or did you did you have any expectations going in? This is for anybody? No idea. I knew nothing about this movie. Honest to God, I rented it from Hoopla and just sort of threw it on real quick. And I thought I saw the cover and I was like, oh, like a blue background, black guy on the cover. But his like face has got like this, I don't know, it was like a silhouette or something behind it. I was like, oh, this might be like iRobot or something. This kind of looks like Android. <laughs> well, it's, cover is all three versions of himself, past, present, uh, like it's young, it was, middle. It was tiny and, on the little Hoopla app. Yeah. It's all versions of himself. Definitely not iRobot. I did not know anything about, I mean, I knew, you know, the the somewhat of the subject matter, like, very broadly, but I didn't know anything about yeah. what Yeah, because, I mean, we watched this it. movie because it's, it, it's Pride Month here in America, at least. I don't know if it encompasses the entire world. I know it's because of the Stonewall riots, uh, at least in America, why June is the month of Pride. But uh, so we chose this movie because it focuses on LGBTQ themes. So you knew that aspect of it, but you didn't know like what happens or yeah. anything. I was expecting it, honestly, though, I will say to come into like something. I, I was expecting it to be referenced, I guess, sooner. I don't know. Like I thought before just the end of that first part, they'd kind of get into it. And then I mean, they do to a sense like all the kids are like calling him gay and that's why they chase him at the beginning of the thing that's why they yeah. chase him through the cut as they say in the movie okay <laughs> I, like i said i i know they like but I, dylan's hip second shook that's why they trade chase him through the cut how as many the kids are like, saying these days that is what they say in the movie it's a direct i know quote. but like <laughs> the way dylan says it 
like he's talking down so to me. So matter of fact, and it didn't need to be matter of fact, but it was so matter of fact that I didn't know how to take it. I took it offensively. I I was hurt by it. That makes sense. It Did it upset aggressive. you going back to your days running through the trap, Ben? The cut. The cut. Sorry, the trapping cut. through the cut, my bad. That's not what anybody said either. No, but you can trap in a cut, though. You can trap in a cut. I guess, yeah. I don't know. I what mean, a that's cut what they is, were doing most honest. of the movie. They were trapping in the cut. Is I feel like even though that's a you know like they were making fun of him for being gay, is like I feel like that was a thing in the late nineties and early two thousands that didn't matter if you were gay or not, kids would call you gay and pick on you. So that was where I was just like, okay, like obviously I picked up via the fact that he's the main character and it's an LGBTQ movie, they're like, hey, the main character's probably going to be gay. But I was just expecting something more, like, right up front of him as a kid. And Honestly, I was kind of expecting more, like, early on in his teenage, like, area, too. Like, it kind of, like, it alludes to it when he's talking with Kevin outside of detention, and Kevin's like bragging about getting caught having sex, and he's just like, "Oh, yeah, okay." He just kind of seems like not super in- interested, but I didn't, I couldn't tell if like Kevin was lying there. No, I don't think kinda, so. You don't, you don't think so? Well, he has a kid with a woman later. Yeah, but just the way he was like talking about it, though. Oh, um, like, like where he's like, oh, I mean, yeah, he got detention, know, we right? Do- <laughs> yeah, but like, I think what like you know. He's sitting there and he's like, you know, we, I was just like, yeah, I was hoping to get my dick sucked. And then she's like, oh, give me that (laughs) big dick. And then she just starts like fucking moaning and shit. And then we got caught. It's like, okay, you're starting to. He probably embellished it a little bit. Yeah. He probably embellished it. Why why they got a compliment? (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, My guess is he embellished the story a bit. I will say, I feel like the. The third act is is kind of interesting to me because uh, there's this scene with the mother that kind of like doesn't necessarily come out of nowhere. Like she's calling him, but like he goes and kind of like makes amends slightly with her. But then like the the very last part where they like were Kevin and uh, I guess Black, he's called at that point, they like meet again. It felt very, I don't want to say formulaic, but it felt like it felt like I had something I'd seen before. Like it kind of feels like a classic. Well, yeah, it's uh, a love like, story. Yeah, like a rom com kind of yeah. love story thing where it's like, uh, this this uh old unrequited love that comes back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it it is very, it's very uh like touching. At times, though, I will say, uh, oh, when he plays the song, when mm-hmm. he when he's like, well, why'd you why'd you call me? And he's like, well, the guy was playing the song, and then he like plays the song, and he and he like looks at him, and you're like, oh man, <laughs> damn, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think I think it's I think it's I understand what you're saying that it feels familiar, but to me, that is kind of the appeal, I think, and why this is so good is because it feels familiar while not being as familiar at all. Because you've seen this a bunch of times with hetero couples, right? Like men, women, yeah. women, um, 
couples, you've seen this a bunch of times, but not a ton with this, you know, um, in these circumstances with two men or, I mean, even women really, but, uh, I don't know the fact that it's able to, you know, feel like that relatable. Um, even if you're not, even if you don't, you know, feel that way or, um, you know, if, even if you, even if you can't identify with it as much as somebody that is gay might or, or what have you, um, you know, that it's still like shown that way and you can still kind of feel it and identify with it in some way. Yeah. I'm hard pressed to think of another movie that features like two like gay black men. Cause I feel like, I feel like, like two, like, uh, a lesbian like love story is told quite often. Maybe not at like, obviously as much as not about quite often. Well, and it's, it's I think told often, there's I also, feel like it's also typically like it, they tend to be very, over sexualized whenever it's like yes. a lesbian love story i was like, gonna oh, say hey it's, yeah. it's two chicks like okay that cool. are very Thanks, stereotypical man. or like over the top like it doesn't feel genuine like it doesn't feel like yeah. how two real like, human people would or they have to make it other. seem like one of the women in the re- in the relationship has to be like ma- overly masculine to make up for the fact that there's not a man in the relationship and that just a lot of the times it's just done poorly right in this in this movie it feels like it is just two dudes just and two, there's just a couple of bros <laughs> just, no, just two bros broing down you know <laughs> that's not what i meant but um but it felt i don't know i just i feel like it felt real like it felt like i don't know like not tokenized in any in any sense of the word it tells a love story that's yeah. it yeah like it's a love story First. It just happens to be yeah. yes. a gay love story. Exactly. Like, it's one of those, and that's not something you see very often. It's kind of interesting to me um, that the uh, there's the scene on the beach, obviously, where, where Kevin and Chiron, uh, like have, I guess, sex, sort of. Um, they have, like, their intimate moments. And uh, earlier in the movie, Juan talks about, like, his time in Cuba and he says the lady lady says something along the lines of like un, in moonlight black boys look blue and, and like in that scene there like the whole scene is lit very blue and I, and i just kind of tying the movie together like that i i found very in- interesting well i mean they even do that at like the last shot of the movie right when they're in kevin's apartment yeah. and like he kind of rests his head on the shoulder it goes to a young Chiron, and then it's kind of him in that blue, in that blue tint. Yeah, where he looks back at the camera. Yeah. I was expecting Mahershala Ali to be in this movie a lot more than he was. Yeah, that is the one thing that definitely caught me off guard. I was like... Oscar for like 20 minutes of screen time, not even. Yeah, yeah, they they cut to like... Elite. The teenage years, and I'm just like, oh, cool. Like, I wonder, like, if we're gonna see Mahershala Ali Mahershala Ali's character like age and like become you know continue kind of being a mentor in that like that's you know I'm excited to see that and then it was just like nah man he's gone and I'm just like wait he's what dead why what what happened and then he you know, died I mean, off camera crazy accident 
Yeah, I mean, it it makes sense, but I was just like, wait, really? That's it? That's all he's in the movie for? Like, I feel like I was expecting, he, like... He hits you with the old uh, Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> yes. yes. St- steals the show, and he's only in it for, like, a couple minutes. Yeah, you're just like, oh, yeah, he's in that movie. Wait, he's in that movie, right? You're like, yeah, he's in that movie. All, like, ten minutes he's there, but he's great in it. You're like, wait... I don't even know if it's that long. You're talking about um, Anthony Hopkins. About, he's yeah, only oh, about Silence oh, of the Lambs, right? In Silence of the Lambs, yeah, he's only it's like, in like two five minutes. minutes. I'm talking about know. Mahershala Ali's yeah, yeah. role in this movie, where it's the I, other I one just... that blows my mind. The mother's performance, Naomi Harris, is so good. It's so good. But I'm yeah. I'm reading here on the trivia that she had to shoot her entire role in three days. Three days. In between was... the promotion for Spectre, because she had these problems. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So they that, shot like 15 years of this character's life in three days. Wow. And it's like such a big transformation for her character, too, which is crazy, like, that someone had to, like, mentally and physically prepare for that, because it's like, oh, she's, like, young uh you know kind of getting into drug problems then she's like really strung out in the teenage years and then later on you know she's like kind of dealt with some shit and she's well she's in rehab like yeah at that time and it's like super emotional at that point i'm the only one who had seen this film so you're gonna get three fresh reviews from the goob squad and then i'll give you a nostalgia rating and an updated rating on moonlight man i mean i thought it was just a that was a great movie it's not one that i'm like rushing to like watch again but you know the 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 themes in this movie the acting in the movie um you know are great um i'm gonna give it and i'm gonna give it an eight and a half out of ten i thought it was really really well done um and I don't know, I think it's a I think it's a story that I'm I'm glad was told. So Yeah, I had this movie um it was it's it was tough to rate just because of that exact same kind of thing, kind of requiem esque where it's like, is the movie good? Yes. Do I wanna watch it again? Not for a while. Um it's gonna need to be a minute before, you know, this isn't this isn't the type of movie you just kind of pop on to sit and chill through. Uh, You're not gonna just sit and watch it if it's on on Saturday evening yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what um, station is gonna play this movie? <laughs> when you're casually scrolling Hoopla. And when I got extra credits for this month on Hoopla. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just I I gave it an eight out of ten. I thought it was really good. Um. I, I like the movie with, how do I want to put this? I typically prefer movies where there's like some sort of plot or action, but like a good character study movie can also just be so good. And this was done so well. Um, I said, I, I feel like I was kind of given the old bait and switch with uh, Mahershala Ali's less than 20 minutes of screen time in the movie. I'm just like, all right, cool. Wait, what? Um, but overall, it's really good. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, it's definitely, it's a really cool thing to see that they, you know, they did. Not only did they do kind of a gay love story without making it abundant that it's about a gay love story, but they also did a gay love story with two black men 
and that's really cool to see um representation like that in cinema is always fantastic so uh i'm i can definitely see why it won an oscar for best picture um check it out also i think it's i just read this really cool trivia uh mahershala ali really taught the actor who played sharon how to swim when they started um the actor alex hibbert did not know how to swim wow interesting that's kind of cool so i wonder if that scene was like genuine if it actually happened then or if it was like yeah i think that's i mean it says on imdb when Juan teaches little how to swim mahershala ali's really teaching alex hibbert how to swim wow okay when production started he didn't know how i like this movie a lot it is in the camp of a requiem for a dream where it's kind of sad that you won't just throw it on all the time unless i'm strolling through my hoopla you need a little um, refresh after watching it. I, yeah, you need to get up, take a take a walk. But you guys are right. It's a story that needs to be told. And I think that the way that they tell it is awesome. I love the three chapters. And I love that this movie is driven, like, less by the dialogue and more by the non-dialogue communication in the scenes. You don't get, a, you don't get that a whole lot. Um, I'm going to give this movie a 9 out of 10. I really liked it. Going in, I had given this movie an 8 out of 10. And, you know, I mean, there's it's infamous for, like, the kerfuffle at the Oscars and all that. But I do think this movie deserves the best picture of that year. It's beautifully shot. It's a beautiful story. It's so well acted, even by the kids. Like, I mean, child, child actors are hard to work with. And for these kids to, like, give you this emotional performance, I mean... Even without saying words, I feel like Sharon, as a child, like doesn't say much. He he has quite a a small amount of dialogue, and in those few lines he does say, it's such a intense scene. Um, talking about the one at the dinner table where he's asking all these questions to Juan. Like I said, I love the the three act story, it, and just the the way the story is refreshing and familiar at the same time is, is really well done. Um, I'm actually going to bump it up to a nine out of 10. I think it's one of the best movies I, of like recent years. If you enjoyed this, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Check us out on Instagram at cocktails and classics pod. Uh, check out moonlight on hoopla and canopy and showtime. Let us know what you think. Um, Hit up the Drizzly and Cash Girl links below. Make yourself a sex on the beach. Check us out next week as we watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, a 2000s Chinese film. And uh, as always, watch responsibly.